Hello, everyone, and welcome back to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm your host, Jacob Sheckman, and you're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What to Be is a program provided by Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit dedicated to helping students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect these careers in its entirety. We also just wanted to let you know that for the time being, we are hosting interviews through video call and would like to apologize in advance for any lack in audio quality. Today, we have the pleasure of being joined by Kainoa and Alonjane. Thank you guys both for being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's great. All right. And they are here to talk to us today. They are both lieutenants with the United States Air Force. And they have, as of last May, graduated from the United States Air Force Academy. Did I get that all correct? Yes, all sir. right. Awesome. Okay. okay. So if you could uh, briefly just explain what your titles mean, there's second, or there's lieutenant and second lieutenant. And can you talk about the branch of military that you work for? Uh, so I'll take this one. We're both second lieutenants, the lowest officer rank in the United States Air Force. Uh, a lot of times um, you'll meet people who just graduate high school and they go um, into the Air Force and that's called enlisting. Uh, what we are, we're officers, which means we got our bachelor's degree, which means we graduated from college and then commissioned into the Air Force. Um, our current job title is United States Air Force Academy and Missions Advisor which means that we talk to students uh, like yourselves uh, in middle school um, and high school students and help them through the application process. Awesome. Okay. I, I'm kind of curious, how did the both of you, what, what were your personal, how did you find the, the Air Force? How did you decide to go into this branch? Oh, I'll start first. So for me, I grew up an army brat and just so happened that um, one of the army bases in Colorado was too full for our housing. So we actually ended up living on the Air Force Academy when I was in middle school. And even when I lived physically on the grounds of the Air Force Academy, I had no idea that it was a college. I just thought, oh, that's the name of the school. So when I was doing my college search in high school, it came up and I'm just like, this is so weird. Why is this coming up? And then I started doing my research and started looking into it. And here I am, high school is a four-year college. That's how I kind of want to do. And how about you, Kainoa? For me, uh, one of my friends, his older brother actually enlisted in the Air Force uh, when I was a junior in high school. Um, and when he came back, uh, the military was always something that I had been interested in, but uh, my parents wanted me to go to good college and I didn't know the difference between officer and enlisted and the service academy route. And somehow we got on the topic of service academies, um, the Naval Academy, Army West Point and the Air Force Academy. And the more I looked into the academies, the more they seemed like a really good fit. And I felt the Air Force Academy just uh, best fit my needs and was just the most relaxed branch, had the most opportunities. So can you tell us the, the difference between all of these different military branches? So the main difference between all the branches is going to be the realm in which we operate. There will be some cultural differences, but the main thing is the Army is on the ground, the Navy's in the sea. And in the Air Force, we focus air, space, and cyber, while the Marines are a good combination. And the Coast Guard mainly guards U.S. waterways. And that's just kind of the big difference between where you will operate in each of these branches. And then the new Space Force is going to be honing in on those space factors and protecting our country that way. So it's basically how and where you want to work is how you choose your branch. 
And what are what are some of your responsibilities as the, an Air Force admissions advisor? Our year-long assignment is to talk to students who may not know about the academy or who may know about the academy and help them with their application process. Um, after this year-long assignment, I'm going off to become a pilot um, and I'll fly a T6 and learn how to fly the basic trainer jet that everyone learns how to fly. Um, and then in about a year, I'll be uh, getting told which multi-million dollar aircraft I'll be flying for the rest of my career to help the Air Force Global Mission. Wow. Um, okay. So that's pretty cool. And then Alonjane can talk a little bit about her job that what she'll be doing. So, so after I'm done being an admissions advisor, I'm going to go off to be an Air Force civil engineer. And it's a pretty all-encompassing job, but it basically boils down to we'll be building and maintaining base infrastructure. So that ranges from water quality quality, our runways that the planes take off and land on, as well as our roads and other structures on base. So civil engineering is an all-encompassing. I don't really know which area I'm going to be focusing on, but I'm just excited to get my hands dirty again. Yeah. And and so you talked about Air Force being a, a college and how, what, what's tuition like? How, what is it like getting into U.S. Air Force and how do you get yourself through it? So tuition is non-existent at the Air Force Academy. Students who attend the Air Force Academy actually get paid to attend. The caveat to that is that it's very competitive to get into the Air Force Academy, where our acceptance rates rates range from 8 to 12 percent every year, with over 10,000 kids applying and only roughly over 1,000 getting in. So it's very competitive, wow. but it it is very beneficial because you're not paying for college. You're get, your, your job is to attend college. And I say that there's a lot of rigor at the Air Force Academy and there's different ways that everyone gets through it. For, for me, I got through it with a strong foundation of friends that I made at the Air Force Academy. And that's probably one of the coolest things about the Academy is the friends and the people that you encounter. They're going to be your friends for life because they get you through such a rigorous um, program. Fascinating. And what, what's that environment like, right? The environment with your, your friends and probably like family there, right? I, can you describe that a little bit? Yeah, so it's extremely rigorous, like you said. Basically, you take all these high-performing individuals from across the country, 900 to 1,000 type A personalities who were close to the top of their class. I'd say 95% of everyone was the top of their high school class, putting them all together in this environment where you're trying to find the best to succeed. You would think that it's a cutthroat environment, and it is because of the school, but against each other, I didn't feel that it wasn't very cutthroat because everyone was helping each other to graduate. It was a big team. Uh, we all wanted to become Air Force officers together. Our common goal was to serve the United States Air Force and graduate and become officers. When you tell someone what you do, what's a, the most common misconception? So when I tell someone that, you know, I'm with the Air Force Academy, I'm in the Air Force, they're like, oh, you're a pilot? And it's just like, um, no, not everyone in the Air Force is going to be a pilot. Only 4% of the Air Force is actually pilots. I'm an engineer. I know people who are doctors in the Air Force. So the biggest misconception that I see is everyone in the Air Force knows how to fly a plane, has flight a plane before. It's like, that is not the case at all. There's so many different career fields ranging from doctor to lawyer. Do a lot of people go in thinking that they want to do something in the air or do they kind of usually know ahead of time? If you're going into the Air Force, you know that there's so much more than just flying. I think a lot of people intend or maybe have a goal of flying, but because it's such a select and elite community, it's hard to do that. Uh, once the process of getting into the Air Force is pretty extens extensive, for example, the Air Force Academy application is essays, test scores, grades, recommendations. 
and you kind of find out more about the Air Force as you go and realize that you can become a pilot. Whereas for enlisting in the Air Force, enlisted people who don't have their bachelor's degree can't become pilots. So they find out pretty early on what type of job that they'll be doing, if it's going to be an engineer or uh, helping out in the medical field or something like that. So you go through the process of becoming of, or joining the Air Force, you learn more about what you're going to do and you come to realize pretty quickly that it might not become a pilot because there's so few slots. And going back to your your personal jobs and where you're at now, what are your daily schedules like? So the daily schedule will vary. Back when back before the COVID-19, our daily schedule kind of depended on were we going to talk to students individually or were we going to a school to talk, a college fair, an air show. So it just kind of varies. The day varies, the week varies, the hours vary. But right now we're doing more teleworking, so more calling more Zoom videos and stuff like that. As a um, first year lieutenant or an admissions advisor, it just varies based on who you're trying to reach and what type of events you're going to attend and what schools have going on. So it just it just varies. And with with that kind of variation, how is it difficult to organize your tasks throughout the throughout a week or a day? Definitely. Uh, our our supervisor has almost forced us to take Mondays off to do all administrative type of work. So answering emails, planning our visits for the week, uh, writing up reports of our school visits and how well they went and the different statistics. So definitely tough to do, but uh, we've managed to uh, create a schedule for ourselves that has worked pretty well. And just to piggyback off that, um, there's just so many moving pieces and so many things going on that you're not, we're not going to be able to attend everything that is offered for us to attend. And and another thing that our supervisor almost has to force us to do is to like take time for ourselves. Like, hey, you've worked past 20 days in a row. You should probably take a weekend off or something like that. Like, make sure you're taking time for yourself. Within all of trying to juggle that, what would you say is maybe your least favorite or most stressful parts of the job? I'd say, I'd say least favorite. So right now we're getting through the admission cycle and learning about um, which students get in and which students do not. And throughout the year, we've mentored some students in uh, we may have some favorites, but we don't have any say in the admissions process. So having to talk to them as they're wondering if they've gotten into the academy or not necessarily telling them no, but we don't have any information, but we know in our hearts that they, they're probably not going to get in because other people got in is really tough for us. Another tough thing for like when I do become a pilot, I've gone to a little bit of pilot training before and just the stressful part of it would be having an instructor so you sit side by side in a plane and the instructor is looking over your shoulder checking everything and not really saying anything just writing stuff down and it's just a stressful situation because you don't know if you're doing something wrong um, if you do do something wrong you could potentially kill both of you yourself and the instructor obviously they're there they're trained and they trust you enough that you won't do that but there is always that chance yeah oh my i i can't imagine that at all i've never the closest I can compare is driving school, and I, they have the brake to stop us. So, that my goodness. <laughs> For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and today I'm speaking with Kainoa and Delanjanae lieutenants and recent graduates of the United States Air Force Academy. And just a reminder for everyone listening now, we are conducting interviews through video call and we apologize for any lack of audio quality. 
However, because we're doing these videos, we've taken the opportunity to partner with classes from Shoreline and San Lorenzo Valley Middle School so that we can do these interviews live with an actual audience of 8th grade students, and we get to take their questions directly. Stay tuned and hear them now. All right, y'all. So uh, we're about halfway through. Now is that time to get into student questions. So we want to know what you guys want to know from Kainoa and Delonginate. So here we have, do you have any plans on what you'd want to do after leaving the Air Force? Or is this your forever occupation? Um, so for me, I have a big pipe dream of having a private practice engineering firm. So just getting a lot of experience and paying back the Air Force, but also learning a lot about civil engineering so I can take that into my own kind of thing outside of the Air Force. But you never know, this could this could be my career for the next 20 years. For me, I haven't decided yet. I My commitment for the Air Force is gonna be 10 years after I graduate pilot training uh, because they're putting so much money into me. And 10 years ago, I could have never told you I would have been here. Five years ago, I could have never imagined that I would be on a um, on this podcast talking to you about being in the Air Force and being a graduate from the Air Force Academy. Um, so I'm just kind of taking it as it goes. I'm seeing if I like it, if I enjoy flying. Maybe I don't like flying, but I still have to do it for 10 years. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but I'm just open to whatever may come across my plate. And this is an interesting question because I, so how long do you usually have to stay at the military camp? Now we may, if you've, if, Maybe there's some clarification needed, but I, 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 that's, that's what I'm reading here. And it makes me wonder if maybe there's something else that can be explained. Because you don't necessarily, it's, you're, you're at college, right? This isn't necessarily a, a military camp. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll try to explain this. So he's probably, or he or she is probably referring to a member of the military. Um, and we do go through that at the Air Force Academy, but it's a six-week long program that we do in the summer. Uh, after you graduate uh, high school and the first thing you do is come to the Air Force Academy and you're part of that indoctrination uh, basic military training. They might be referring to is also the enlisted side where you go to uh, boot camp or military camp to become a member of the military, transform yourself from being a civilian to a member of the military. So uh, there's the enlisted side and then there's the officer side and then the Air Force Academy is a small portion of that officer side. Okay, awesome. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, here's another one that I thought was it'd be good and informative. What what kind of classes do you take while you're at the academy? The cool things about the Air Force Academy. Oh, both of us are single person. Whether you're in the academy is that every single grade with a bachelor's of science, and the whole reason that is is because we have a very all inclusive course. So the English major is still going to have to take basic courses in electrical, astronautical, aeronautical engineering, and then the engineering major is still going to have to take philosophy and behavioral science and English classes. So. They, we have a very all-inclusive core just to make sure that the Air Force Academy is putting out very well-rounded officers. Yeah, absolutely. And so what year did you both join the Academy? The summer of 2015. So June 25th, 2015 is when we reported for our basic training. And then we started school probably August 6th, I want to say, 2015. And it's a four-year program? Yes, sir. All right. Awesome. All right. So, like, yeah, there you have it, folks. It, it, this is a, a college experience with the military. What would you say was uh, so far the most rewarding part of being in the Air Force? I think graduation was a really big deal for uh, both of us. It's just a big culminating event. Everyone is always talking about it, like Operation Graduation. We want to get there. 
And then I think for me as well, being able to fly a plane for the first time by myself this past winter was extremely rewarding. Um, everyone always asks you, like Alonjane said, are you a pilot in the Air Force? And, you know, I knew that I was going to be a pilot maybe my senior year, but I never, I still had barely flown. And then I was, I'm finally able to say like, I have flown a plane and I'm going to be doing more training. So that was pretty cool. When does and that big oh, reward thing that I think we take for granted is that as soon as we graduate, we have jobs, which is very unique to the service academies and ROTC and just commissioning into the services, just because that's not something that everyone has upon graduation. Once we graduate, we start our jobs. Man, yeah, that's a, a luxury almost at this point. That's something, it's a nice security blanket to have and something to feel, I almost help you plan ahead because you don't necessarily have to worry about that. Kaino, I'm curious, when did your... You, you're, plan, you're planning to be a pilot, and so um, you said at some point you did finally get to get in the air. At what point during your time in the academy did you get to start actually flying? So during, during our junior year, they have a small program called Powered Flight, where anyone at the academy who's interested in becoming a pilot can get 10 flights with an instructor pilot. Um, an instructor pilot is someone who has flown in the Air Force, flown a real plane in the Air Force, um, and their instructor at the academy, they come down and teach you how to fly in those 10 lessons, and then before you go to pilot training, uh, if you don't have your private pilot's license, uh, they'll send you to a training called initial flight training in Colorado for about a month. And the whole goal of that program is to teach you how to solo. Um, so take a plane around, imagine going in a circle in a plane, like in a car by yourself in less than a month and learning all the information that you need to know, the mechanical stuff about the plane, how the plane flies, how to control the plane in a month and be able to confidently fly it in a circle multiple times. Wow. Okay. So they make sure to train you very well. Obviously, life or death experience again. When you're <laughs> yes. at the academy, are you provided food and other necessities? Yeah. So your whole academy experience is basically paid for on top of being paid. So we get to eat three meals a day at our dining hall, Mitchell, Mitchell Hall. And then they you're provided with a laptop. I don't think there's anything that you could need to spend that money that you make on is because everything that you can think of is going to be provided provided to you. All righty. Uh, folks, it, it there, I have a few of those questions saved, but if I didn't get to ask yours, please feel free to resubmit. What kind of uh, resources can you provide for the students in the room now um, in, in case they're curious, if they want to start looking into getting into the Air Force Academy, what can they start looking into? So the best resource that we have is our website which can be found at academyadmissions.com. And it just has so much more information that we can give you in the 30 minutes that we have. Any questions that you have about the application process or just about everyday life at the Academy can be found on academyadmissions.com. Academyadmissions.com. Okay. I hope everyone got that. That's something to look into. This is very interesting. Now, do you guys both live on a military base or at, at the Academy? So while we're at the academy, we all live in the dorms. Like you can see behind me, like right there, those are the dorms. All 4,000 cadets live there at the same time. Right now we've graduated and we both live, live off base. Um, we don't live really close to a base at all, actually, just because of the nature of our job. You can either choose to live on base or off base once you graduate and are an active duty officer or enlisted. But when you're at the academy, you have to live at the academy. Before you guys both came into the military, what were your plans before, or excuse me, what were your plans after high school? And did that change at all? Or was it to go into the military right away? 
So for me, it was to go into the military. Um, before I got accepted to the Air Academy, I was actually talking to a recruiter to enlist in the Air Force. So I was going to go into the Air Force one way or another, just based on my background from a military family. And that's just what I wanted to do. Uh, I was a little different. Um, I got recruited to play Ultimate Frisbee out of high school. So I was going to go to college and play Ultimate Frisbee somewhere um, and do that. But I figured once I got in the Air Force Academy or heard about the Academy, it became my first choice. Um, and I knew that once I got in, it was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. So here I am. What would you say is the most inspiring what keeps you going? What what's what motivates you to to keep going every day at work? I would say the stu the students that I work with is what motivates me every day. Just because every day I wake up, there's a text message from someone like, "Hey, I got accepted," or "Hey, do you know when this is coming through?" And they just kind of keep me going because I remember how stressful it was when I was going through the application process. There was no more emotional time in my life than when I was applying and getting all this feedback through my portal whether I accepted or had to do something again. So really just the students that I work with personally is what keeps me going because I know that they're depending on me for just advice and updates on what their life is going to be after high school. So, All right, y'all, we're, we're approaching the last couple minutes of, of our normal time here. So let's, if you have any questions, try and get them in now. Um, if there's, I've got one for you guys. If there's just any any general advice that that you might want to leave our listeners with in terms of things you've you've picked up along the way if you can put yourself back in when you were in eighth grade shoes what were your stressors at the time and what would you tell your eighth grade self to maybe help yourself feel good moving forward i'd say um school is important but not the most important thing enjoy the time that you're having. You're only in eighth grade once. Enjoy that last time being like the kings in the middle school. Um, and then you're going to be going off to high school and it's going to seem stressful and it's the end all be all. But at the end of the day, you're still in high school. You're still a kid and enjoy that time. Um, school is important. And if college is your goal, that's great. If it's not your goal, that's also great. Um, just work hard. Don't let anyone tell you no. Um, and you'll do great things. I think as well put it. Thank you. That was well put. And uh, here's a good technical question. What grade point average do you need to be able to get accepted into the academy? I'm, you mentioned before it was pretty competitive. So it is competitive. And what we have out there are our averages, which is upwards of a 3.7. But everything that you'll see on our website or any literature that we have out there are averages and they're pretty intimidating. But the academy looks at the whole person, so not just your grades and how you do on standardized tests, but also how you're doing athletically or what leadership experience that you um, sought out. So it's very competitive, but also those scores out there are averages, and there's a lot more that's going to play into whether or not you get accepted. So adding on to that, um, like I didn't have a 3.7 coming out of high school. I think I had a 3.6, which is still pretty good, but it's not the top of the class. Um, what uh, we're looking for as a class, as admissions advisors, is we're building a class. So we don't want everyone who's the 4.0 AP student and that's all they do. We also want someone who played three sports and maybe only got a 3.5, but they did other things. Or someone who was all state playing like the flute, for example. Or we want a student who maybe both their parents work two jobs and they have to take care of their brothers and sisters at home while their parents are working and they can't really do extracurricular activities, but they're still able to 
um, meet the basic academic and physical requirements to get in the academy. We want all these people to build a diverse class the Air Force Academy, become diverse leaders in the Air Force. So, build a diverse background and strive toward leadership. Alonjane, Kainoa, thank you again both for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure. And thank you to all of our actual live listeners and everyone tuning in to today's career story. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and this is our show, What to Be, with today's guests Kainoa and Alonjane, both lieutenants in the United States Air Force. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM K-Squid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org. Or visit our website, yfiob.org, for more ways to listen. Thank you and see you next time. Thank you.